listening to the Guitar Heroes podcast. Are we on? One, two. Can you hear me, mother? <laughs> I like it already. Coming in loud and fuzzy. <laughs> I guess as we're musicians, we should. Oh. <laughs> Chris, put your trousers back on. <laughs> oh, what a start! What a start! We should really start by going one, two, check, check, one, two. One, two, check. One, do? two, check, check. check oh, wait a minute. Can I be the arsehole in the corner? Three, four. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it feels like a real gig now. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, welcome. Episode one. This is the Guitar Heroes podcast number one. Correct. Woo-woo. Um, We're finding our feet here, folks. So bear with us. This is a, a new venture for us and uh, something we hope to take forward. So, yeah, bear with us while we learn the ropes. Yeah, because none of us are actually used to talking. No, <laughs> much. No, that's why we've decided to do this. We we um, we we usually talk so much, don't we, about we guitars do. and and things and stuff. So we thought, well, let's record it, and hopefully, people will find this interesting. Absolutely. So I guess that's a good place to start. Really, we yeah. should uh, we should introduce ourselves and introduce the uh, where we're coming from and the idea behind this podcast, and give people some context. Mm-hmm. So. Who wants to go idea. first? Phil, you, you go, go on, I'll you, go first. There's um, three of us in the room, by the way. People can't see us. The there, there's four of us in the room. <clears throat> oh, Come on, Cook is a big personality of the show. He, he is. is, he is. And he may, be, he may contribute to the podcast a little bit later if he's, <laughs> if he's feeling it. But at the minute, he's, does, he's just looking at the rich teas that are on the table. By the, by the smell of it, I think he's already contributed to the podcast. No, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. Chris, put your trousers on. <laughs> Uh, okay. Yeah, so okay, so let, let's start this. Uh, uh, my name's Phil Walker. I am the uh, creator of the story of Guitar Heroes, um, which is kind of what this podcast is about. Well, I, I think the story of Guitar Heroes is a good place to start because the story of Guitar Heroes is essentially what brings us three together, mm. other than the fact that we live 10 minutes from each other and we all play guitar. Yep. Um, the story of Guitar Heroes is our job. And it's what brings us together, and it's what we can't do at the moment. So it was our job. <laughs> well, <laughs> it yeah. was our job. And we'll be again as soon as we're allowed to. So for context, we should say we're recording this in October of 2020. And if you're in the future, I'm sure you will still remember COVID-19. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Or, uh, or if um, if you're in the not-so-distant future, and if you're locked down anywhere, I hope you're getting pleasure from this podcast. Absolutely, yes. absolutely. So this came about really through... Uh, well, me personally, I, I've found that podcasts over the last six months or something have been uh, a great way to pass the time and a, a great way when you can't have that social contact with people that you're used mm-hmm. to and the conversations that you're used to. It's a really nice way to just feel like you're engaged in something yes. and um, kind of scratch that itch of a little bit of social contact and mm-hmm. uh, you can have a be a fly on the wall to a conversation and enjoy it without getting yeah, involved. And I mean, to, cool. to be honest, even prior to COVID, I think um, drives home from gigs... You know, because the last thing I want to listen to is music after gigs. My yeah. ears are like maybe ringing a little bit and I'm just, yeah. you know, tired from two hours of, you know, gigging. And I think, yeah, just listening to someone chat is kind of a nice way to just kind of bring me down to zero. And definitely, definitely. Yeah. And any musician out there will know that, I don't know, 50, 60 percent of the job is traveling, particularly, obviously, if you're in yeah. the live industry. So for us guys, we're used to, you know, playing the shows in the evening, but van talk and the banter and the conversations i really mm. miss it like that that's a massive part of it if we go away for a week's touring a lot of it is just spent in the van 
nice, know, nice hot beverageini. A hot beverageino, as Chris says, and uh, yep. lots of waffle. Most of it related to guitars and music, but and s- some of, some of it not recordable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some of it definitely not fit for broadcast. It, you probably nobody can see this, obviously, but uh, well, not yet. I mean, we may put a camera up and video it at some point down I the road. But idea. I think yeah. I think that Lee and uh, and Chris have got a mute button for my microphone just in case. <laughs> So, uh, so yeah, we, we get together every now and again, as we have over the last couple of weeks, and we had a conversation, and we thought, you know what, this is, this is cool, we get together, and maybe like-minded people, other musicians out there, guitar players, um, or just music fans in general, this isn't exclusively for guitar players, we're three guitarists, and that's where our opinions kind of come from, and mm. how we look at music, we tend to look at it through six strings, but I think this is hopefully going to be something more universal. And we can just um, have a laugh and, and until the day when we can get back out there and do what we like. And, and then I guess hopefully we could maybe take the podcast with us, which would be really cool. Do you know, I, that, we should record amazing. it in a van. Yeah, yeah, we should definitely do a van cast. Absolutely. We could do that. Well, you showed us that little road mic you have connected to your iPhone. I mean, we can. The, yeah, the video mic. I think it's called the video mic. Yeah, it just connects into your, um, into your iPhone. Amazing. And yeah, absolutely can, amazing. Yeah. You can safely drive and talk and, and you don't even know it's there mm. it's yeah it's just we're looking for sponsors as well by the way so yeah. that's one for road so yeah a little tick <laughs> <there>. <laughs> see how many yeah. brands we can get in. it's like wayne's world don't you just hate it yeah. when people <laughs> do things for money <laughs> 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 um so anyway so where were we so phil i have to know endorsement wise i think i'd like to start with my driving whiskey <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm running out of driving whiskey if anybody wants to endorse the show for that uh, no okay moving on so yeah, you were saying about the story of Guitar Heroes and yep. introducing yourself. So so yes, the story of Guitar Heroes has been uh, a bit of a love-hate relationship for me for around 10 years now. I started working on the show, well yeah, probably 10 years ago. Um, never had the balls to do it because it's financially a big commitment. And time-wise, it's a massive commitment um, to actually start a touring show from, from zero. Yeah. Um, I've had experience in theatres before. I've done lots of, well, years and years of theatre work, uh, but always for other people. Never actually run my own show, um, and obviously I don't do it on my own. I do it with my uh, the love of my life, Cookie. Cookie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my dog. No, no. Um, with, uh, Jamie, obviously, Jamie yeah. love it, and most people who um, know the guitar show know Jamie because she's been on the YouTube channel and yeah. she's in the program and everything. So. So yeah, we everything's fifty-fifty. We do we we've got job roles. Jay takes care of all the business side of it and the lawyers and all that type of thing. And I'm the eye candy. I've no, I I I do everything um, regards putting the show on. Yeah. So everything to do with the the, the, the music. Um, finding the right people as well as actually starring in the so in the show itself. Yeah, I guess yeah. So yeah. I I guess. We should we should maybe just explain a little bit about the show because at first obviously we're intending to put this out to people who are maybe aware of the show and we yeah. have a we're very lucky to have uh, a healthy following of people yeah. that we really miss getting to see at the moment but we're going to put this out to those guys first but obviously our intention and our hope is that it might spread beyond those people and mm. uh, maybe bring a new a few new people to the show so what would be your yeah. kind of description as owner and creator of the show how would you describe the story of guitar heroes story of guitar heroes is uh, i'd call it a live rockumentary okay um we obviously we we, we tour the theaters um and it's a place where you can come and learn about guitar heroes and um, it is a gig yeah 
obviously it's a live band it's um we have video screens up there as well but we we feature footage from the actual guitar heroes and we're not a tribute show i'd i'd kind of want to say that a a tribute show to me is someone who stands up there and puts a fake mustache on wears a wig wig and everything yeah yeah. which i'm not knocking that at all because i've actually been part of tribute shows before and i've put wigs on i've seen your wig collection have you really (laughs) (laughs) excellent yeah no i so i have done that um, and I'm not ashamed of saying that I've yeah. done that either because at the end of the day... I mean, it's, um, if it's a job that you're being paid to do, then, you know, that, uh, that, yeah, that, you, that's you, it, isn't it, really? You, you can stand on your principles as much as you like, but I have a nice car, I have a nice house, and, and a lot of that has come from probably things I've not wanted to do. Mm. Um, but but you still rather do those things than other things. Exactly. It's all about priorities, isn't exactly, it? Exactly, yeah. days. I was having a conversation with a guy yesterday about... He was a not a musician or not really necessarily a music fan, but kind of looking at it from the outside and saying oh is it not a bit of a futile kind of you're never going to make it and all this sort of stuff and i said well that just depends on what you classify as making it these Mm. days i think although the industry in terms of the old days the glory days of the big names Mm. and the big record companies it's very different now but i think there's more scope for people to make a genuine living uh, as a a working musician which is what we would class ourselves as um by self-promotion and social media and you know, it's no different to someone might go out to the office or go out to their particular job. They come home, they've got the house, they got, you know, the family life, mm. whatever it might be. People in our line of work, we go out to work with our guitars and we, yeah. you know, we go to the gig and they that's our tools. office. Yeah. Uh, although, yeah. although you, you know, it's, it's not, um, I was also talking to someone about this the other day and, you know, doing this, it's not a job, it's a career. It is. You know, it's not just, but they are tools at the end of the day, uh, you know, but you do go to work. But it never feels, I don't know about you guys, but it never feels like work. I think, I think... Oh, some you know, of the gigs I've done, it really does. <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember that time we went to Scotland and the van broke down two hours from home and then we had to come back home yeah. and then set off for Carlisle yeah. at 10 at night. Yeah, I wasn't even driving and that felt like work. That was work. But um, work, yeah. Well, did we had Ozzy Osbourne driving the AA truck, remember? <laughs> I'm not sure if it was Ozzy or Sharon. Oh, was it? Oh, uh, okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Ozzy Osbourne, I think it was, yeah. Shoddy Osbourne. <laughs> Somewhere in between. But going back to what you said about this being like a f- potentially a futile career, um, I, I think I think it's important for every musician, regardless of where you are with that, whether that's just doing weddings, <coughs> shows, or just doing pub gigs, I think setting goals, because you're never going to be able to define whether you're successful or not. I think as long as you aim for a goal that you've set, then once you've hit that, then you've got success and I think and just you can't you need to set goals to measure your success I think it's um I think for me this this COVID experience and having a forced hiatus whatever you want to call it let's face it it's October now and our last gig was what March 16th uh 14th 14th okay so I think in that time we've probably all got a little bit um introspective and and taking the time to maybe appreciate what we had because it's very easy in any walk of life to uh, take things for granted and you're always focusing on what you haven't got and what, you ha- what you're striving to achieve. Whereas actually when you take a step back and actually think, well, hang on, what have I got? What have I already achieved? Mm. And when you look at what you've got, regardless of what you've got, yeah. however small or however great, I think that is a much more kind of positive way. And certainly me now, now that I can't gig, you know, gigs that maybe in the past I might have gone, oh, okay, it's a job and it's a mm. paycheck. Now I'm like, oh, God. The excitement oh God. to gig again is yeah. amazing. And I think that 
alone for me a lot of the time is is enough to drive me to to gig just the excitement of getting back out performing and yeah getting to play my guitars they're just sat at home at the moment <laughs> and some of them Absolutely. in cases and i'm just like oh you know and it's made me realize that being able to turn what you love into your job yeah i think that's i think that's the success i think whatever you're into if you're a musician great but if you're into anything when you can turn that into your living yeah you're gonna have bad days and there's gonna be days that it feels like work but generally it doesn't feel like work <coughs> And I think we've probably all both been, we've all been in the same, the yeah. opposite situation where it mm. feels like work and we're frustrated. I was getting like that, if I'm completely honest. Yeah. Before. before With the show. Yeah. Right. Before lockdown, um, it was becoming really, really stressful for me and Jay mm. was the show. A lot of, I mean, uh, you know, I tried not to show it as much as I could because that's the other thing about doing what we do. Y you know, y you have a second family. You know, your, your bandmates and, you know, your crew, all that, they become your, your second family because when you're away from home, you got that's all you've got. You've got, you've got each other, haven't you? Yeah, yeah absolutely. So um, so obviously I didn't want to be the, you know, the guy that's stressed and mm. although you probably did see it quite a bit, <laughs> but um, it, it was really stressful for me. Um, we had a lot going on, um, which now hopefully is all being resolved and everything's looking really positive. But um, it was nice to have a lockdown. <laughs> right. For me personally, a forced break, forced break, because yeah. there's no way we would have done that. Right. Um, so I'm glad, and I didn't play my guitar for three months. Right. I, I literally didn't pick one up for three months. Wow. Um, and you have a few to choose from. I've so got a few <laughs> to choose from. Yeah, yeah. I, I used to, I used to look at them. I never played them. Yeah. Uh, you know, I used to enjoy looking at them. Um, oh no, I tell a lie. Actually, we did release a couple of lockdown videos. Yeah. Um, so yeah, sorry, I, I I played them for that, but I never practiced. I didn't. I was glad to not be there and uh, my um that's sort of my studio where all my guitars are they're a, they're a separate part of the house mm. so i don't have to go anywhere near guitars for weeks if i don't want to yeah uh, and i didn't want to and i was glad um they were all locked away somewhere else and then i sort of woke up one day and got the hunger for it again you know so for me, for me personally i was i was glad i had that break yeah you know i think it's good i think i think breaks in general are good i think a lot mm. of musicians will particularly um resonate with that we all have maybe not as extended as this break has been but yeah. well, burnout is you know is a real thing mm. with gigs you know i was facing it quite a lot with uh i, I was doing I was, as you know a heavy amount of weddings and yeah it literally after about five years of that i, I literally was burnt out i yeah. just couldn't find it in me to to keep wanting to do them and you know I, I could feel my attitude changing at the, at the gigs a little bit which I was a little scared of I just so you know I had to have a little bit of time off like self-filming that is normal that's completely it, it normal, is, it is normal you know yeah. and whatever normal is these days but <laughs> that that is normal and, and yeah. to an extent you know I'm happy for the COVID thing you know I got to spend a bit more time with my wife and kid and um and now I'm just so hungry to get out before I think again. it's I think there's been a change, hasn't there? At first it was uh it was kind of panic and confusion and just get your head down and do what was necessary. And then it kind of meandered into a bit of a summer break and some nice weather, particularly for us down here in the south. Um but now it feels like it's kind of shifted to this slightly more frustrating period where we we understand why things have to be the way they are, but on the other hand it's like mm, that 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 kind of for me, that frustration of okay, I've enough now I'd, I'd really like to mm. get back to mm. what i miss because that's another thing and i think <coughs> anyone who is in a line of work that is their their passion and their thing it's a completely different experience i know people that enjoy their jobs 
um, but they'd be quite happy to not go to the office for months and you know but when they go back mm. to work because it's not their their thing it's not their kind no, of calling people have a hobby outside of that exactly. like you know, photography or mm. you know you know but yeah. for us our, our job is our hobby and our passion and it kind of keeps me sane like you know mm. playing guitar and doing gigs and the energy the ups and downs of all of that when you take that away mm. i think there's probably a lot of musicians that are struggling with that without having that outlet yeah we've got the obviously the rehearsal coming up for the show and i've been so excited yeah like literally <laughs> last last couple of weeks yeah. or so you know i've been like you know working on the songs and everything and playing a bit of bass which is i'm really excited about as yeah. well so um, chris maybe you should introduce yourself and uh tell us a bit about you i'm chris <laughs> brilliant we're done <laughs> moving on okay <laughs> yeah it, it won't take long so uh <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm um, guitarist by trade, as you know, and um, a new new member to the show, which I'm thoroughly excited about. New kid about. on the block. New kid, new on, kid the block. on the block, yeah. 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 That's all right, though, Chris. You're still, you still, you know, you're still above Lee when it comes to rank. <laughs> <That's fine. laughs> I get in the van first, right, before him. We have a van hierarchy, and for some reason, <coughs> regardless of whatever I do or however long I stick around, I always seem to be bottom of the pile, so... Well, it kind of it kind of goes, um, you know, down down the ladder and everything. It usually ends up you you know you get to the sort of like the bottom of the van, the wheels, and then the dirt on the wheels. Then leave. <laughs> <laughs> well, start uh, as we start as we mean to go on, I guess. Uh, as as you can tell, people listening to this marvelous podcast that we uh, we've got a great sense of humour and we all get on really well. So. <laughs> Yeah, which yeah. again helps in this business it does yeah. so welcome to the fold chris yeah really excited as i already said and um yeah prior to this uh did a lot of weddings uh, as i had already kind of mentioned um and kind of any sort of gigs that would come along i would kind of jump out really i was always told never to turn down any gigs mm. just uh if anyone offered a gig, you just say yes and, you know, try and make yourself ava- available for it. Yeah. The thing is, you never know who you're going to bump into. You never know what's going to come from it. Um, but, yeah, most of my work has been um, kind of wedding-based uh, recordings um, and that kind of thing, really. Just been on the road, just gigging with that. And, uh, yeah, it's it's been fun and it's, you know, helped me pay for a house, uh, mm-hmm. you know, um, and support my wife and kid. Yeah. Um, which, for me, is um, was a goal I set out if I could... You know, if I could just make a living playing guitar, regardless of what that is, I think that that is my dream. dream. And, yeah. you know, I did everything I could to make that happen. And and it's, you know, even despite COVID, it's still going to happen. Like, I'm not going to allow that to defeat us. We're not us retraining, are we? I'm not well, at the moment, we're retraining as podcasters. But <laughs> beyond that, I didn't even go to the website to check what I would. Uh, <laughs> a friend of mine uh, who I uh, performed on a ship with, a cruise ship, um, his name's Ash Denver. He might he may listen in. Uh, absolutely lovely guy, great singer. Um, he applied on the website, and I think they I think they. Oh, said is this the government thing where yeah. you fill in and it tells you maybe what you could look to retrain in or something? Yeah, and like I, th- that. I think one of them was um, a boxer. I wow. don't know. He hates sports. I tried to get him into the gym on the ship. <coughs> he hated that. So yeah. a boxer definitely not, or a football referee, and he hates football. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> it's going great. So absolutely, I mean, what? Okay, then d- d- this is interesting. Yeah. What, what else would you do, Lee? If, um, or what would you wanted to do? It's really hard to say because I guess I can link into kind of my history and stuff. Like, I've only ever, I've only ever known. I've done other jobs, but yep. really, my, I, I've been on the stage since I was, I don't know, I was in theatre and performance and actually that first, mm. like acting and stuff like that. 
So you always had that in your mind. Yeah, like yeah. that was that was just that was obviously as a kid, like at, you know, at the age of ten or whatever, you're not making or oh, career choices. Your parents see something in you, or you get driven towards a certain thing, and you just kind of run with it. And I guess yeah. that's what's happened with me. I just ran with it, whether it be live performance in any capacity. That then pretty quickly got into uh maybe some would say unhealthy obsession with guitar playing as most of us do i got my first guitar it was a six pound uh nylon strung classical from a car boot sale <laughs> and uh, i think it had four strings and i sat in my conservatory for weeks on end at age of 11 just trying to thinking i don't want to be a bass player just <laughs> <laughs> <Well>, drummer <laughs> you know why terrible. don't you play that well on the show <laughs> but you said All about an un- unhealthy <laughs> obsession with a guitar. Yeah. I don't think it exists. Well, no, I Do don't. You know? I, th- I think I think most of us, anybody in any walk of life, particularly career, uh, sorry, passion-driven careers. Mm. I think if you're successful to any level at it, then you're probably a little bit obsessed. Yeah. With I think. That I think. Particular I, think thing. I think you have to be obsessed to make it su- to work. Yeah. And. Um, yeah, I think like yourself, like uh, as soon as I picked up the guitar, I knew this is what I was going to do. Yeah. You know, I'd, I had my, obviously my parents encouraged me to try other things as well. And, yeah. but you know, my dad's a musician as well. And you know, he, him and my mum obviously supported me massively. I said, mm-hmm. this is what I'm going to do. And there's no, no two ways about it. It's going to happen. And I, I was yeah. very fortunate. I, I grew up in a, uh, in a small town where I looked just I a only small town boy. Just a small town. <laughs> <laughs> Got my first real six string. So many of those songs that are, are actually true. I think um, they resonate with you. They really you? do. They really do. But uh, only looking back on it now, I kind of realised that I was fortunate to have all of my friends be musicians. So if I look at back now at my childhood friends and my my school friends, that you know, hardcore group of maybe five to ten of us, and every single one of them is a musician. Even today, to some degree, some of them aren't musicians in their yep. career, but they've still got that guitar at home or they've still got the drum kit in the loft. So at the time, I didn't. Re- I thought that was normal. And it's only as I got older and started to move outside of that circle and I guess that comfort zone that I met other people that really struggled with that. They had no one. So So when I left school, I got a job at a music shop, which is partly how I met you guys. Mm. And um, you cost me a fortune. <laughs> uh, me too, man. I've literally, i <laughs> and you made me a fortune. <laughs> Lee's got a lot I to wish. answer for. <laughs> you, do you do well? You must have done all right on the commission side of things. Well, Phil helped a lot. Let's yeah. put it that way. <laughs> you Let's see Phil walk through the door, he's like, Oh, here we go. What crap can I sell him today? <laughs> we had a list of favorite customers for certain reasons, and Phil was always on that. But uh, anyway, yeah, I met, I met people at the store, um, particularly, and one of the questions I used to get all the time was, you know, where do, where do I go to meet musicians? How do I meet people? And particularly with young kids, they were like, I want to get in a band. And I, I honestly just, like, at that point, I didn't know. And I had to be really honest and say, I was just very lucky. And I realise that now, that to grow up with friends that are all musicians, and on your day off, it's like, right, we're all meeting at your house, we're all bringing our guitars, and we're going to just, like, play together. Like, I guess other kids were doing other things. So, to answer your question, Phil, I really don't know what I would do. So I, do I, 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 I do know, but I didn't know what I wanted to do hmm. until, um, well, well, not certainly not when I was at school. It was music. That's all I wanted to yeah. do at school. It wasn't until later on in life that I realised that I'd always probably wanted to be a doctor. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Um, and this is really a funny. doctor of what? <laughs> 
Nonsense. Um, well, you're qualified. Excellent. PhD. Yeah. Um, no, I, 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 I don't know what time. I, um, I, well, anybody that knows me knows that I'm like massively into animals and vegetarian and, and all that. And uh, and say, so, well, would a vet have been more suited for you? And well, a, I'm not clever enough to be a vet. And B, I get upset when animals die. And they go, oh, so you don't like humans then? <laughs> I'm like, just don't seem to get as upset. <laughs> was, there, was there a point in your life where an opportunity like that was available to, to go for? Or I was No, I was too old probably right. to start relearning. And, mm. and I mean, Rishi obviously maybe want, you know, I, I could I know. maybe retrain as, a, as a something. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't, I, oh, Dr. yeah, Walker. I'm probably a bit too long in the two. There's a lot of training and... I've involved. Yeah. So I know Malak had ended up being an arse doctor or something. Oh, so <laughs> <laughs> you're listening to the Guitar Heroes podcast. It is hard. There's no set path in this industry, but I think that's true for a lot of industries. Um, I, if I look back now, things seem to have some sort of connection or some sort of pathway. But at the time, you have no idea what no. path you're on. You just have to, like you were saying, never say no to an opportunity and be kind of open and ready to accept those mm-hmm. opportunities as they come. Be prepared from whatever starts Actually, you that, that's one of the biggest things, is actually being prepared, turning up prepared, yeah. you know, um, yeah. Yeah, for all rehearsals and stuff, I'm always, like, over-rehearsed and stuff for, for yeah. things, as you're probably going to see. And you'll be like, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, one of those. I did mention in the last video about raising this bar. Can you see it? Yeah, it's pretty pretty welded stiff there though chris good luck with that <laughs> uh, someone once told me i can't remember who it was but it stuck with me for years and years and and it was that in music there's no such thing as a bad experience really and i think that and I, for some reason that always stuck in my mind and it always comes out on those days mm. where you're having a bad day and i think that is relevant to any kind of career exactly. or it any doesn't, pursuit doesn't matter what you're doing does it no. if you woke up out of bed on the on the wrong side i mean you doesn't matter what you're doing the way someone's going to talk to you is probably going to rub you up the wrong way or i mean more i mean in a in a specific sense of like there's no such thing as a bad gig because okay, so e- performance wise yeah because even the bad gigs are there for a reason so how many Sweet. bad gigs have we been on where something has gone terribly wrong or you know the weather's awful or the van breaks down mm. or you it, break it, a string yeah. and you kind of come out of it and go well any experience is a good experience and particularly when i was younger i used to think like that mm. You have to, you have to learn, and yeah. and you always look back. I remember, was it you told me about the uh, the lights falling over the li- the Weymouth Pavilion <laughs> gig? <was it>? <laughs> <laughs> Episode one, and you brought that up already. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, uh, you can look back at it happen. now. Yeah, right, yeah. You can look back at it now, uh, a little lightheartedly, and think actually that was kind of funny, but. I sp- I'm not sure how Phil still feels about it. I'm still it. a thousand quid down from all the damage. So, I mean, I can't oh. look back and think that now. I can't believe kidding. episode one we've brought that up. We were yeah. getting deep then, and now you've brought it back to that. Hey, we were. For those who don't know, Chris has just lowered the bar massively. <laughs> <laughs> I may have had a small accident on stage last year. And it was funny because this I, year. I, prior to gig, I'd gone home, hadn't I? I'd finished my stint with you guys. You had. Had, had I had been there, yeah. probably wouldn't have happened. Oh, you, oh, there would have been a lot of laughter coming from the wings. <laughs> Luckily, it happened right at the end of the night. So, yeah, as we were walking off stage at the end of the night, I might have accidentally tripped over a certain lighting stand that brought a certain expensive heavy light and a few 
guitars crashing down mm. onto the stage. This is actually a big good thing to talk about in a later episode. Oh, really go into it. Really make me feel we bad. Really, <laughs> yeah. No, well, just that, yeah. No, no. I can just speak, yeah, a few Anybody's, yeah, I'm, I've had, I am mean, I won't go into it too much, but I've yeah. had massive, um, massively embarrassing moments on stage. One, in particularly in Germany, with there's TV cameras there, and I ended up falling over a drum riser. My ass went in the air. My amp <laughs> fell off the back of, the, uh, of a flight case. And, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, all on TV somewhere. Oh, my. Someone's we need to try and get that. We're going to have to find. That. We need to get yeah. our hands on that footage. It can't be any worse. That, I mean, you see the edge when he walked off the edge. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my yeah. God. I mean, Dave Grohl's had a few falls, but you kind of forgive him because he can pull it off and carried on, did the gig with a broken leg or whatever. But that footage of the edge, the edge where he's at that huge edge. arena with the big, you know, the podium that walks out and he just steps blindly into nothing and just disappears into the blackness. So that, boys and girls, is where you should not take vintage guitars out on the road. Tell you what, they try and perform on a ship as well. Falling off stages is like... Oh, God. Yeah, you think like um, we're on the... uh, It was a Norwegian ship and um, uh, we're in Scandinavia and... Yeah, the waters were so rough, it was freezing cold. And like, but obviously, you could feel the, the boat hitting the waves. Mm. We're right at the, uh, the end of the boat, the performance area. And you're going to press a pedal to change to like a drive sound for like a, a rock song or something. Yeah. And then as that foot's raised, the boat's hit a wave and you, you, you <laughs> just go flying. <laughs> wow, I've never, I've never had don't that. Don't fall into the sick bucket. No. We've had a few yeah. raked stages, haven't we? So these old theatres yeah, that it, have them. I'm going to say... South End, isn't South it? End, or is somewhere. It? That's quite a bad one, one of them yeah. had a really steep. Rake. I know one that you're thinking of. Yeah, I think it was somewhere. It might have even been Buxton Opera. House. I remember the guy get. Maybe. He actually said. He said the angle of it. He said, you know, this is the. And he had a piece of wood that he put at the front of the stage and said, no, this is how high, how different that was it is. End. Run into the front of the stage to jump up on the podium things that we mm. use. So uh, nearly so gone off the edge. So rubber times. boots then, just so like. Yes, <laughs> I want a pair of those suckers like Wallace and Gromit, where he's you know in the wrong trousers. <laughs> 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 so uh, so yeah, so story of Guitar Heroes. That's what's kind of brings us all together. Uh, I joined the show. What was it? Two years ago. Two years ago now. Mm. Yeah, uh, having known Phil for a number of years beforehand at the guitar shop, and mm. you know just chatting over guitars and uh, I actually saw the show I think it was oh, in its did. was it is its first year or Tiddly second in wasn't yeah. It? yeah that was yeah it was in the first year I think first yeah. year you gave us some yeah. free tickets um, at the shop and oh we did I that's not like me well you gave us a few promotional tickets just for oh, okay. I think us in the guitar department at the shop and we came down and, and had a watch and yeah it was amazing it stuck in my mind from that day I was like wow that that guy's living the dream because <laughs> he's made a he made a living out of a out of a what was it that you said you watched that um the BBC show, the uh, uh, Guitar Heroes at the BBC. Yeah, right. yeah, I watched that, and uh, uh, I say this when I do radio interviews and stuff. It was the same spiel all over the place. But mm. um, yeah, it's it, I, I came in from a gig late one night, and I put that on, um, sat with my cup of tea, and uh, just thought to myself, how oh, it'd be great if you could see all these guitar heroes in one gig, you, you know. And obviously, uh, Hendrix is no longer with us, Stevie Ray, you know. So that had never happened. So I was thinking how I could actually put a show on, yeah. you know, but again, without being the lucky likey. Yeah. You know, I don't want to go down that yeah. route, but, you know, getting the sound and the ambience of these heroes. Yeah. 
I don't think we'll ever be able to do it. It will never be a tribute simply because we get through, what is it, like 30 different heroes in one show? That'd be a lot of wigs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the costume changes just wouldn't be feasible. No. I mean, sometimes it's tight anyway, changing between mm-hmm. songs. And I mean, you'd need, you'd probably need about six, you know, frontline players in the show to yeah. do any justice. But I think you kind of. You're going to go down the cheesy aspect if you try to do it like that. N- again, I'm not knocking tributes. Yeah. I've done it myself for years, you know, with with other people. Um, but I think, I don't know, I'm, I'm going to get fully corrected on this, but I think guitar playing is cool. Yeah. Really, really cool. And, it, and it's a real, yes. it's cool to be a guitar player. And I think if you were to kind of go down the route of, oh, I'm Stevie Ray Vaughan, and oh, now I'm yeah. Hank Marvin, and here's my glasses and my wig, and... I don't think it. You know, it can be up there though. You know, you, you try trying to trying to get the correct sound and yeah. trying to play like him and thinking, "Damn, Albert Lee's good." Oh, <laughs> definitely. I think. How fast is this? <laughs> yeah. Delving into this music that we get to play every night is um, really makes your appreciation for these guitar heroes go even further. Mm. And so that's that's kind of what we're we're up there doing. We're trying to get the sound from a guitar point of view and from a band point of view. Um, as close as we can and capture the vibe of that artist or whatever mm-hmm. whilst not ripping it off and not trying to you know convince anyone in the audience that we're actually them with a wig and a, a mask yeah. and stuff like that so yeah yeah dream gig really for us guys it it, it was yeah it was a dream <laughs> yes it, it, it is a dream gig yeah um and i think you know it will be again yeah it will be again you know we the old COVID thing, I think, like says, made us all a bit more hungry for it, and absolutely, um, th- th- you know, th- it's even more of a, like you were saying, Chris, yeah. you're excited to rehearse. So the first yeah. gigs back is just going to be like, yeah, well, it's just be more than the, the dream, first isn't the first it? rehearsal we did, like obviously, wow, he was literally playing like he was at a show. It was it was amazing. We like should should we not acknowledge Al at this point? Not really. No. No. Uh, anyway, we, moving, <laughs> moving on. No, we we, we should. <laughs> we, we don't want to bring should. the tone down. As Phil states <laughs> in the show, it's <laughs> a guitar show. Al. <laughs> it's a guitar show. Yeah. No, because um, obviously there's just the three of us here at the moment, but we are going to get Al. Al is our drummer. Um, and but Al's not going to be with us for the first couple of gigs in January. Um, because he's um, he's having a baby, isn't he? He's pregnant. He's pregnant. He's pregnant. Yeah, he's pregnant. Now his wife Chloe's pregnant, so um, it won't. Was anybody listening to this who's going to come see the show? It won't be Al on stage for the first few gigs in January. No. Um, if anybody's going, that's not Al. <laughs> that's why. Uh, but yeah, Al is Al is our drummer, and he's he's got a wicked sense of humour. He's he really is a great guy. Especially to one be of the funniest guys I've ever met. Honestly, he naturally yeah. has yeah really good charisma and yeah. Yeah. Performs well, doesn't he? I think um, he does. He does, but he's a great player as well. And he's he's actually he's as passionate of and as mad about drums as we are about guitars. You know, he's, he's always he's our counterpart, isn't he, in, in the drum it, yeah, world? Yeah, he's, he's yeah. yeah, definitely. And uh, unfortunately for him, he's got no one to talk to <laughs> about drums. Well, well I, I talked to him a bit, cause a little bit. I'm yeah. actually I'm really enthusiastic about drums. No, actually, I Chris, love drums. Chris, Shut up, Chris. Chris. Anyway, so it was <laughs> oh, we're there. Are we? <laughs> I'm sorry. Let's just wind that back. <laughs> yeah, no. I, I used to I used to be a drummer. You did. Um, I mean, I started playing drums when I was. You did a. You did. You did a depth gig from. I did. Yeah, yeah. I, I started when I was about thirteen, twelve, thirteen playing right. drums. So were you playing and guitar first or drums first? Guitar. I started guitar at six. Right. Okay. Um, wow. And then I drums. I just picked up when I was at school doing uh, like the GCSE music. Yeah. 
um, wanted to play another instrument and I just picked up the drums. Never had any lessons or anything. Um, but yeah, then ended up playing drums in a theatre show for years. Oh, and wow. yeah, it was weird. Um, but I guess being diverse as well is why I've made it to 45 and never had a real job. <laughs> another string to your bow isn't it I think. yeah um, yeah but yeah I, I remember actually i've only played with you once whilst you were on drums it was a, a military gig i think it was awful <laughs> it was amazing what, there's what, no such thing as a bad gig no oh, such yeah, thing point. as a bad gig what gig what, what drunk it was using i think it was a, was it gretch. gretch gretch yeah no. i got i sold that kit i bought a sona kit and i regretted it i wish i, I just had that this gretch was lovely i remember just oh, taking yeah, a moment just kit. looking at it i was like oh, gretch. yeah yeah, I, I wish I'd never got rid of it, but yeah. I don't have a drum kit at all now, to be honest. Good for you. Since good, the for you. good for you. Good for you. And your neighbours. So yeah, we will bring um, we'll bring out we'll uh, yeah. and and other people, you know, interviews with the crew and people mm. around the show, and maybe get the good yeah. lady Jamie involved as well. Yeah. And yeah. so uh, yeah, our plans moving forward are going to be more of this, more kind of coffee and discussions, and mm -hmm. it's all going to be loosely based around a, a guitar player's point of view, but. Um, we've got a few little things in mind. Obviously, the show is all about guitar heroes, so we're maybe going to bring some of that into the podcast and do a hero of the day type thing. Mm. We're not necessarily going to come on to, to that today, but I think we should just acknowledge the passing of the good Lord Eddie Van Halen because it is October 2020, and uh, as the guitar community is in mourning at the moment... Um, Oops. <laughs> don't. I've never heard of her. <laughs> Uh, I I, th I think, I mean, I have been amazed, not that I didn't think he would get the praise that he deserves, but I have to say I've been amazed at the response from the guitar community. I've never seen anything like it. And do you know what? I've been listening to Van Halen quite a lot since. Me too. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I've yeah. totally like revisited, I've, I've basically worked through the back catalogue because yeah. I've neglected it and I've just reminded myself why he is who he is and why the band in particular particularly those first like three or four albums the the stuff with um mm. roth is just so yeah. it's yeah. do you prefer van halen with hagar or, or david i mean david Lee roth is a bit more kind of theatrical isn't it in my in my mind i didn't grow i'm not old enough to have grown up with that era no. but there's only one van halen in my mind personally roth. from 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 the sound i just think i like the hagar stuff and i like that i like that era it for a different reason i think he's a fantastic singer and they've got some cracking tunes in that era but there's something about it's the sound isn't it and just the, the attitude and everything Absolutely. yeah and I, and I, think it's I think particularly musicians guitar players connect with it because the story is so familiar you know those guys were a party band they were a bar band they played covers in and around the LA scene. Yeah. And they yeah. were that band that probably we've all played in. Weddings where you're essentially a jukebox. Hey, do us a bit of this, do that. Requests thrown at you. Admittedly, they had uh, you know, far more wet t-shirt contests <laughs> involved in their gigs. But I love that evolution from like working band and that's where they cut their teeth. And that's why they went in. That's where the sound came from. I was listening to um, this fantastic podcast that uh, David Lee Roth did with Joe Rogan. If you've yeah. not heard it, there's two that he did, and they are brilliant because he's just such a character to listen mm. to. But he was saying that, you know, particularly the early Van Halen sound, it came from needing to work, and we needed to play clubs. And you couldn't bust out rock and metal tunes in clubs because people couldn't dance. Yeah. So we brought this whole boogie-woogie, 
kind of black music influence into it. He said that most of our songs were around 120 uh, BPM because we wanted the girls to dance. Mm. So it brought a sort of R&B feel into it, a boogie-woogie thing. But we played that through Eddie and Alex's background of distortion and big drums. And um, I think you can really hear that, like the rawness. Eddie's Eddie's tracks are single track guitar. The drums are raw. Roth's vocals are just like in the moment put it to tape done move on it's just speaking of drums again i've I've got the best of um on my phone at the minute i've been going around with my ear pods in listening and and alex van halen what a drum sound oh my god that's one of my favorite snare sounds ever oh my god it's just such a and those toms great oh the the just the other thing i realize as well and i think we're all aware of it but it's when you really listen back you think what wouldn't we have today without particularly that first album 1978 mm. Van Halen 1 and just listen to it it actually paved the way for all modern guitar didn't it it lays the foundations and then particularly some of the later tracks like there's elements of obviously there's the whole shred movement but there's elements of like metal and mm. like that whole demographic with <coughs> the double kick drums and the sort mm, of like yeah. heavily compressed toms and well I, I don't think we should get into Van Halen right now because I think um all joking aside, he, he, he deserves a whole he podcast. He deserves a whole podcast. Yeah. So let, let, let's do that. And yeah. also, I don't know if the guys know this yet. You don't know this yet, Lee, but no. you ready? What? There is going to be Eddie Van Halen in the show next year. Is there? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 The Eddie Van Halen guitar hopefully will be bringing its way to us next week. <gasps> Yeah. Oh, you've bought a striper or something. Oh, you have to wait and see. Oh, okay. Oh. What have you? Okay, we'll do a video on it. Video on it. We can do a video on it. We'll yep. We'll and do we'll, that. we'll definitely make Eddie um, hero of the day in one of the later podcasts. Coming up we'll, soon, eh? Yeah, we'll yeah. delve into it. So yeah, um, that's going to be essentially it. We'll be moving forward with uh, all those kind of ideas, and no doubt new features will add themselves to the format as we move along. Uh, but one thing that we really wanted to make a part of this is getting some interaction with you guys. Obviously, we are massively appreciative of the following that we have for the show, and we really hope to interact with you guys more and, and grow that audience. Um, part of what we'd like to do is get some Q&As going on this. Mm. Uh, so send us messages, send us questions. They can be about anything guitar-related. They can be personal questions for any of us. They can be tech and tone-related, gear-related. We should just say as well that, as you might hear, we're we sat in a room guitars. with our guitars. Um, so we're ready to noodle at a moment's notice. Mm. But we can talk industry. We can talk tech tips, guitar yeah. stuff. We can talk about music in general. Um and if you listen through to the end of the podcast, I will do some plugs at the end w- with where you can find us online. So what have we got planned? How's it looking for next year in terms of work and stuff? I mean, COVID um, Yeah, it's... It, uh, we were going to be going back in January. Uh, we're hoping to start on the 7th of January. Um, we were going to have a busy January, February and March. But uh, as things are looking, a lot of dates in January have now moved. Right. Uh, we've got... The 9th at Weymouth Pavilion, the 9th of January. Okay, cool. Um, all being hometown. well, this is. Hometown, hometown yeah. yeah. Um, and then the 10th, we're at the Guildhall in Portsmouth, uh, 10th of January. So this is this is all, you know, COVID yeah. providing. COVID pending, yes. the, yeah. Hopefully this is going ahead. Um, the, the dates uh, are pretty much, I think they're on, well, they should be on sale as this podcast goes out. Okay, great. Um, 
I know for definite that the Portsmouth show is is on sale. Um, and if you go to the storyofguitarheroes.com and go into the tour page, yep. um, you, there's a link through so you can go buy tickets. Brilliant. Uh, and the same will be for the Weymouth one as well. Yep. Um, like I said, by the time you're listening to this, it'll be out and on sale. Um, February, we were going to be busy again. Scotland, we were going to be up there for two weeks. That has now moved to 2022. Um, and it's probably going to be stretched over two runs up there because we would like to say we were up there for two weeks um in one hit so it looks like we're going to be up there for a week in february and then a week in march 2022 um i'm hoping after march you know march april time next year we'll be back to normal and we'll be business as usual fingers crossed uh, yeah, um, yeah we've got uh, we've got a lot of a lot of good things on the horizon yeah um maybe i'll talk about that and uh, another another episode maybe we'll get jamie on the show and we'll maybe talk about a bit of the legal things that have been going on um but all that's behind us now and we're now looking forward to a, a really long successful show yeah just can't wait to get out there um mm-hmm. thank you for all the messages and things that we've received over the lockdown absolutely uh, process it's been yeah. nice to stay in touch and we have made some uh lockdown videos and things like that which again i'll give you the links in a minute and you can check that out on social media so it's been nice to stay in touch and um i guess we should just say that hope everyone's doing well out there and mm. hope you've kind of braved the storm as best as possible um i'm sure everyone's struggling at the moment but particularly music fans and musicians in general this has really hit the arts and our industry very very hard and whether you're a player or you're just uh, an avid fan or an avid an avid kind of absorber of music you know i think collectively we all can't wait to to get back together and mm. and have a laugh have it's, go, it's, have gonna be, it's gonna be real fun and <laughs> put chris through his paces and bring him out on the road with us which will be yes cool well actually I, I shared obviously the early part of this year with you guys which actually feels forever ago doesn't it just doesn't actually feel like this year yeah that's you know true, yeah. it's yeah. like uh but yeah i just came out obviously i had a quiet period of the year and obviously i was asked by phil to come and join you guys on the road just help out as much as i can and you did it was an absolute pleasure because chris was uh teching on my side of the stage which was great because oh yeah do you have my straps by the way <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's tough times chris and uh some stuff had to make its way on ebay over lockdown so yeah we know uh, where you can get them back <laughs> <laughs> yes um, no but in seriousness it was uh yeah it was a load of fun and yeah. um, but this time obviously I, obviously in the wings i was watching you guys play it was you were itching yeah like it was okay because obviously it was you know i'm there to help out and yeah, a big part of me was like, oh, I just want to grab a guitar and come and just play with you guys. And yeah, I get to see that now, so it's yeah. going to be great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can't wait. It's going to be cool. It's going to be a whole new show. Um, that I'm sure the dynamic with with Chris and just probably the newfound energy that we'll all have. I'm sure those first few gigs will be quite quite exciting for everyone involved. Yeah, um, yeah. which will be cool. So so yes, to find us online, I've got a list here so that I could uh, remember all of this. Conveniently, we've managed to get all of our Instagrams to be pretty much synced up here. It looks like we planned this, but we really didn't. To find us on Instagram, individually, you can search for Phil Walker Guitar, Chris Anthony Guitar, that's Anthony with an H, or Lee Troy Guitar. So that's Phil Walker Guitar, Chris Anthony Guitar, Lee Troy Guitar. That's on Instagram. You can also search for Story of Guitar Heroes on Instagram, where you'll find us. If you prefer to find us on Facebook, you can go to Phil Walker Guitarist, Lee Williams Guitarist, or it's Chris Anthony Taylor. 
Chris Anthony guitar. Chris Anthony guitar. Sorry. So, yeah, try to keep it quite similar for all yeah, platforms. But yeah, yeah, we we great minds think alike. And uh, of course, the show's on Facebook as well, so you can search for the Story of Guitar Heroes. Um, and the website is storyofguitarheroes.com. Yes, storyofguitarheroes.com. And if you want to go on my other Instagram to do with uh, latex and hosepipes. <laughs> Um, oh, oh, is that another episode? It's all right. We're not live, so we can edit stuff out. Okay. Don't, don't worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, feel free to send us any messages. Please um, uh, rate, review, and subscribe. Um, mm-hmm. you hopefully listening to this on uh, maybe Apple Podcasts or Spotify. We need all the support we can get. We are newbies to this game, but we enjoy it. I think we had a good time today. Yep. Yeah, it's, and, it's um, been great. And actually, I've got to say, Lee, you feel like a, you come across like a right natural with this. Well, maybe I should have gone into radio or something like that. Yeah. Uh, face for radio. <laughs> face for radio, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, please send us any messages, questions. That Q&A section, we really want to get into That's that. Funny, so that would hopefully fuel the op- episodes we've got, you know. Absolutely. We can talk nonsense all day long. Don't worry. There's no shortage of that. But Absolutely. we'd like to share some of that nonsense with you. So please do get in touch. Should we just quickly mention what we've got here today? Because we've waffled on about other stuff and it's probably guitar players that are sat yeah, at home listening. Been played like twice. I know. Yeah. And they're yeah. probably thinking, what have you it's got in there? Well, but it's, an, it's an introduction, isn't it? So, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, um, okay. Well, I've got my old Strat, my old um, 70s reissue Strat. Um, number one. My number one. Number yeah. one. If you've seen the show, you would have seen this guitar. You use that on Hendrix? Uh, I use it on Hendrix. I use it on Deep Purple as well. So that's that. That's what I've got around my neck today that I haven't used much. What year is it? Did you say? It's a 1986. Um, it's it's the council workers' broom. Is this? <laughs> I've, re- <laughs> I've replaced so much on it. Um, literally because it just I've just played out, dropped off. I've, you know I've played it so much. Um, it's got original neck, original body. Original scratch plate, original pickups, uh, original um, knobs, not pots, but the um, covers. Knobs, oh, okay. Knobs. Yeah, yeah. Knob, the knobs. Tone, those knobs, dirty yeah. knobs are And jack original. socket. I've replaced the saddles three times. Trem block? Um, is it what, sorry? Trem block's been replaced. Trem block, probably about five times, <laughs> at least, at least. Um, I had this guitar for 20 years. I had five different necks. Yeah, 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 <laughs> it's yeah exactly yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But actually, the, I've got a little. There's a little trick that I do now with the trem to stop you stripping the thread. Okay. In the trem, because it, it's it's um, it, it, yeah, it's not very good. I mean, I, I think the technical term for this type of metal, the metal workers call it, is monkey shit. <laughs> it, that's what they actually call it. Um, so yeah, you. They just strips the thread out. Um, so I put PTFE tape that you can get from B and Q or a plumber's. I wrap it around the trem yeah. arm, and then screw it in, and it goes nice and tight, and you don't have to over tighten it. Then oh, I need to do that on mine. Look, yeah, yeah, you've got you've definitely got a wobble on there, aren't you? That's, uh, <laughs> that's not good. Yeah. So there's that. Um, what else have I done to it? So it's been rewired mm-hmm. once. Um, I've put a little switch in it which turns it into a telecaster so it just basically brings on the either all three pickups at once or it, I can have the bridge and neck yeah um, I've replaced the tuners four times now mm-hmm. no three times they had the original Japanese tuners on it and then I put spurs will lock in never got on with those then I put some fender ones on and every time I put it on a Hercules stand it and it, it, it unlocked the oh, E string okay. So now I've just got some original 70s tuners on it, and I love those. Wow. Uh, new nut. Now I've got a Graph Tech nut in there. Yeah. That's my th- 
third nut. Sponsorship, GraphTech. <laughs> GraphTech, yeah. yeah. Um, and I think that's it. I think. Oh, and it's been refretted once. Once? In 35 years, it's been wow. refretted once. But you you are a particularly light yeah, player, you're not, aren't you? Not very yeah. we were and just you pluck the strings with paper as well, don't you? We're going to do, do, ho- yeah. do a whole episode on Phil's plectrums because we were having a <laughs> little conversation off air, on, weren't just we? Just on picks in general, And yeah. Phil, yeah, we'll come on to that, but it's a bit of a, an in-house yeah, I, I, joke. I, I do tend to play with paper picks, which is a bit a bit bizarre, but it works for me. Yeah. Well, yeah but yeah, refretted once. And these th- this was refretted over 10 years ago now, and... And oh my word, there's there's probably another twenty years left on these frets. Wow, yeah. so, we're know. the Strat Club today, aren't we? We've um, we are. Strats, yeah. We didn't necessarily plan this, but again, we should do a podcast on this on our Strats at some point. I think so. I think I think we'll kind of do that moving forward. We'll have a mm. loose topic for every podcast, so it'll be like you know, this week we're going to talk about Strats, or we could be specific and we could just yeah. focus on sixties Strats or seventies Strats or, yeah. or whatever. And yeah, you yeah. know, but Chris has sat there with a Strat as well, so. Yeah, yeah yours really is the council workers' room, isn't it? <laughs> Three necks and <laughs> <laughs> really, yeah. Uh, well, actually, this is uh, uh, this guitar started off as a um, as Toby's. Oh, gosh, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I literally bought his Highway One strat off him. Just backpedaling a bit. Those of you that don't know, Toby, um, to- actually, Chris has replaced Toby in the show. Um, the COVID fiasco has had uh, dramatic effect on some people's lives, and uh, we've lost a few people. Uh, in the crew as well not you know, too covid but yeah, not too covid yeah <laughs> no. oh yeah yeah sorry yeah, thanks lee <laughs> um as in career wise yeah, um, yeah, yeah yeah so they've had to go retrain and what have you but the toby was um is a is an excellent guitar teacher is toby and he's gone more full time into that so yeah, yeah. Uh, couldn't be with us on the show anymore unfortunately but um, yeah, I was, yeah, yeah i was really i was gutted actually i was really looking forward to playing but not with that good to chris when he got the job <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. Anyway, sorry, that was Toby's guitar. Yeah, it was Toby's guitar. Yeah, he took his guitar. You took his job. I didn't know that. A blinding price on this, actually. uh, (laughs) I think I literally gave him free. uh, It's quite a long time ago now. Um, I'm gonna. I think it was about three fifty, four hundred. I gave him for it. Obviously, uh, those who don't know what Highway One model is, it's uh, an American-made model. Those I most I presume would regard as an entry model. Uh, obviously, they cut back on a f- on a few uh, affordable USA strat. Yeah. yeah, pretty much a bit like the American Performer series. Now they're kind of just a little bit cheaper than obviously yeah. your. Uh, oh, they got the professional twos out now and stuff. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But don't get me started. Fender, I'm not plug, gonna, don't plug. get me started. Professional <laughs> two. Uh, That's but yeah, but the, uh, <laughs> the Highway One started off as an entry model anyway. But um, a lovely guitar. It's got obviously some tons of genuine wear on the body. But um, I'd used it so much that the frets, I literally the whole neck needed refretting. So. Um, I, it was I, a refret was about 250 300 pounds mm. so i thought i'd you know i'd i always wanted to get a 60s strap mm. so i thought i'd take this opportunity rather than buy like a replacement you know mexican neck or something i'd get myself um i got well i actually got an american original 60s neck a 65 uh, uh model one um and yeah so upon that purchase i then started splashing out on pickups authentic um these are house of tone pickups mm. Um, but they're based up in um, up in Manchester, Midlands somewhere, yeah, up in the Midlands, yeah. Um, I think near Manchester, I, th- I okay. think Cheshire, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, these are sixty-eight specials, uh, very Hendrix sounding, um, all with uh, vintage cloth wiring, mm. um, like uh, you know, vintage cloth. Ooh. Ooh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, the pots as well. Uh, there'll be people at home. Is that be, there's cloth? bound to be people listening to this going, "What vintage cloth? Vintage." Those cloth. who know, know. 
It's not vintage cloth. I've got underpants older than those pickets, Chris. (laughs) That's dirty cloth. That's That's dirty dirty cloth. They should have been thrown out a long time ago. Um, But yeah, um, the pots as well. Um, I I think these are just American CTS pots. Um, I basically just splash out on the best I could afford, basically, on everything. Um, And... uh, Maybe a video on this would be kind of cool, but um, I've got a volume and a tone knob, and the actual the the, t- the second tone knob is actually a blend, mm. so I can blend uh, the three pickups in whichever way I want, depending depending on the sound I'm after. Um, and Callaham hardware as well. Oh, that's the expensive stuff, isn't it? Callaham hardware. That's, Callahan that's supposed hardware. to be like the Rolls Royce of the of Rolls Royce of hardware. And, uh, to be honest, it, it, yeah. It, yeah. it works. It you know the guitar doesn't doesn't go out of tune. Um, I should hope not. Well, I'm glad it works. For <laughs> After all, <laughs> that. well, it works. Well, it works. <laughs> I get to a gig and nothing's <laughs> no sounds coming out. I think um. I think the difference. I mean, mine really works tuning wise because the Graftech. I mean, they don't look like Graftech saddles. They're normally like the, the black, black ones. Black but, ones. Yeah, that's what I was but, thinking. But these um, these are the um, polished chrome type. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And they've got a tiny, the graph tech bits, just a tiny little bit under the strings. You can hardly yep. even tell. It's great. Um, but, t- I mean, t- tuning stability on this is unreal. It's mm. fantastic. Yeah, and actually I had Robin at Absolute Music. Um, absolute yeah. Music. He's an absolute legend, that guy. He's amazing, isn't he? Yeah, he's, he's you know, he I literally take a guitar in, he knows how I want it, and it comes back, literally. Shout out to Robin at Absolute Music, and Joe. And Joe. And Joe. Yeah. Yeah, Joe I saw Joe the other day. Anyone in the Dorset area? Yeah. Head over to Absolute Music in Bournemouth for your guitar needs. Or actually don't at the moment because the weeks and weeks backlogged. Are they? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're really busy over there, which is good. Yes. Which is good. Joe I'm glad Robin, they're busy. Great techs at Absolute yeah. Music if you need any yeah. work doing. Really good. Yeah. Anyway, Lee, quickly tell us about your squire. I've got a white one. <laughs> <laughs> Mine's white. Just a white one. No, I've white. got a... Um, uh, what is it? Um... Yeah, it's a bit of a mishmash as well. This is actually um, a Mexican road-worn, it's a 2014 road-worn Strat, 60s Strat. We'll do a whole episode on relics and stuff like that because that's a topic I can get well into. But yeah, um, it's a bit of a mixed-up guitar because I've got a custom shop Strat that I took some parts off and put onto this. Um, Actually, the guitar that we use for the Stevie Ray Vaughan section Mm. in the show we ch- uh, swapped out some parts on it, um, like the pick guard and the knobs and whatnot, and pickups just for that Stevie section. And then those bits that I wasn't using on that guitar, I kind of upgraded on this guitar. So this is a uh, a Mexican Strat, but it has custom shop wiring loom, custom shop pickups, mm. custom shop. I actually took the whole bridge and bridge uh, trem block everything out. So other than the wood, you know, the body and the neck everything on this guitar it's, is it's, taken it's all from kind of the same to be honest it's yeah to a point i mean obviously uh, on the mexicans i don't know if they're using more than like two pieces or is the custom shop just one piece is it um or? the uh, no the custom shop stuff is it normally two pieces yeah. um the mexican stuff can be more uh but the, there's a big difference in the trend block i have to say the trend block they use um i forget it's like a proper steel American in steel the, block in the custom shop one, right, and yeah. um, when I had that go in spare, like the weight difference of it and the the, the kind of the action on the, on the tremolo itself, so it just it felt different to the Mexican. I think one. that's the same with the Callahan. I think it's, it's all it's proper steel block in it. Yeah, and, um, absolutely. So just it's all good stuff. You know. There's a whole other episode there on yeah. Fender guitars and why they're so great. Uh, for Should we not say any more then? Let's but let's, we'll let's just save it. Now, <laughs> how long have we been rolling for? Is yeah, anyone really still need, listening I, to I this? I really need a wee. <laughs> <laughs> really bad. <laughs> 
Okay. Hey, as, you, as you sat in my front room, Chris, I think we should end and you should go to the loo. <laughs> <laughs> let's do it. So let's say episode one of the Guitar Heroes podcast. Thank you very much for listening. I'll quickly read out those links once again. If you want to find us on Instagram, Phil Walker Guitar, Chris Anthony Guitar, Lee Troy Guitar, and of course the show Story of Guitar Heroes. Facebook, it's Phil Walker Guitarist, Chris Anthony Guitarist, and Lee Williams Guitarist. And the website for the show is storyofguitarheroes.com. Yes. Find us there. Until next time, see you soon. Thanks for listening. Keep playing. <laughs>